Tacovas. Oh yeah, I was just looking at some pictures of a concert Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to. I don't know, ten years ago, she had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, "You, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs." So she went to Tacovas. Dot com and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered, can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. And it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots. Performance, pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use Game Time. You just download the app on your smartphone, and you can search any event. Concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you Sightline on the app, and uh, it's really easy. Buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough, and here's what we're doing for you. When you use the promo code HAM, H-A-M, you save $20 off at checkout. That's promo code HAM at checkout and save $20 to any event. Download the GameTime app now. Johnny, hey, behaves Johnny podcast, podcast, podcast. You still got a voice? Uh, I lost my voice the other day. I did. I got to tell you this. I did a uh, Stanford baseball game, Stanford Texas Tech Monday night, and I saw our boy, one of the best pitching coaches in America, Thomas Eager Mustangs, Cal Paul. You know him from way back. You know his wife, right? Jenna Eager used to live by me, halfway. and. Uh, they had three boys. They're top. They're, I haven't checked. They were eighth as of coming into the week. Stanford is rolling. Anyway, obviously he wants to talk about Trey Lance. <laughs> I, isn't he, is he from Daly City? I think he's a Northern California guy. Yeah, Northern California guy. But he says, he's like, you know, you guys mentioned me on a podcast a while ago. And my brother-in-law, Joey Ramona, said to me, oh, my God. They mentioned you on the so shout out to Joey, his brother in law, who listens that's to Jenna, yeah, that's Jenna's last name. So J- J- Jenna's brother. So there yep. you go. Big fan of the show. Thomas Eager, <laughs> just a just a fucking stud. Well, he was uh, when I was at Cal Poly. He was one of our better pitchers. Oh, he's from the Valley. He went to Merced High School. Oh, okay. Uh, he was drafted. Drafted in the fifth round pick to the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> Fucking pretty good career he's got going. I mean, at Stanford, not a bad place to be. Wasn't he no. previously a Cal? Yeah. So they're good. Texas Tech. Remember, good. Top uh, 25, Pat- good. Patrick Mahomes, I think. Was Patrick the- Mahomes. <laughs> but didn't he play baseball for a year for him? I think no? he did, yeah. yeah. Look at you. An underrated. 
having seen it firsthand, like just at Fresno State around the football team, I don't know if we give enough credit for being able to do, like at the college level, if you're able to do both, you are. It's one thing to be like, oh, I met this guy, he played, you know, he played basketball at San Jose State. You just meet random college athletes, and that guy was like a pretty good athlete. If you're able to play two sports, Power Five, Division One, you're fucking remarkable talent. Just do it for one. Like, I think a lot of guys end up doing it for like a year, which to me is like, that. that's enough for me to be really impressed. Remember when Jameis used to come out of the pen at Florida State because yeah. they were power? I was like, who's coming in? Uh, seventh, bringing in Jameis. I don't know, the starting quarterback for the national champion Florida State. Incredible. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit. No. Clearly, he, him and D, D.C. are now BFFs. I think, uh, oh, yeah, him and Carr. I think being a reliever is probably the best way to do it, you know? Yeah. Being a hitter is just, you got to, I mean, not that pitching doesn't require a lot of work. It does, but, you know, you can't miss a fall of hitting and then expect to just step right in. And, like, does Stanford you know, have any guys that also play for the football team? Uh, this Stanford team. They obviously have before. I don't think they do. SC has a walk-on football player who's one of their best baseball players. Um, S- Stanford has had guys like that in the past, right? John Lynch was one. So he's like, um, you're saying the SC kid is like a legit baseball player, but he yeah. walked on for Lincoln yeah. Riley? It, like has, has set the USC record for triples, and then he's also like a walk-on receiver. Remember that viral video last year? I think like the SEC tournament in baseball. One of Lane's defensive tackles is like their first baseman. Oh, and yeah. Hit, and hit a ball that went like 700 feet. <laughs> and it was like, that's right. Jesus Christ. That's right. Because that's the other thing, like, uh, I follow the SEC, like, at SEC Network on Instagram. You just, sometimes they got cool shit when you're scrolling around. Yeah. And I saw this headline that said, like, the next Otani. And it's a dude at Florida, the University of Florida, who's their power hitter. I mean, he hits just fucking moonshots. They, they are elite. I think Florida's like a top 10 team. He also pitches. I don't know if he's a starter. But he's definitely like in the, you know, long reliever or whatever. Throws 99. So I'd argue if you could just do both in college, it's pretty impressive. If you can play two sports. I think Toby Gerhardt, didn't he play baseball? Do you remember that? Uh, I think Toby did. Yeah, that sounds right. So I, I got a lot of respect for the, the baseball, football. Crossover. I think Alabama has a, at least they did have a quarterback that was also a baseball player. Um, you'd have to be like the four string for Nick allow you to. I mean, Kyler did it. Kyler actually played baseball. Kyler did it, yeah. For I think he did. Did he play baseball for two years? S- SC yeah. just signed this guy, Deuce Robinson. You heard that name? No. Big time, like tight end. He was number one. He's like 6'5", big guy. Like he's in this. They just signed him, but he was a late. He was waiting to sign, but he's in this class. Like he's a freshman this year. He'll be in there in the fall. <clears throat> and he's also a baseball player. I don't think he's going to play college baseball. I think he's hoping to get like drafted. Like his hope is he'll get drafted in the first round, then play a year of college football, and then kind of make a decision like, what do I do? You know, do the Kyler thing. Yeah, or do the but 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 he may not actually play college baseball. He may get drafted, have his rights with the team. Then you can kind of do the minor league thing, play summer ball. I guess you can't really play summer ball, but. uh you know, kind of then you're a first rounder, but you can also play football and you can always go like kind of more the Russell Wilson thing. You know what really has changed the game? I was, uh, I've met these guys. This guy actually, he played golf at, at Oregon and he's, uh, he works for Adidas and, uh, he's like kind of their lead scout. 
he helps Adidas like kind of pick young guy up and comers, you know, who to sign. He he played golf for Casey Martin. And uh, now he goes to these tournaments. Like he goes to, uh, there's that college, like the Cal Westerns at Pasatiempo right now, Stanford, San Jose, like all the, all the UCLA, Pepperdine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of doing like what, what I did, but instead of for a team, like it's like, we should be all over these three guys. And one thing in golf, I don't think the money obviously is high as like Caleb Williams or even some of these basketball players, but like you can sponsor people now, you know, and right. you can get in with a guy. And I think in some of these sports, uh, I, I would imagine like tennis and golf, more individual sports or football. Like I get early rights to you, like, and hoping to like, Hey, remember I was there and, and the money, it's not like you're giving them like LeBron James level contracts, but Stanford has that guy, Thomas, not Thomas, Michael. He's got a weird last name, a golfer. He finished top 10 in a PGA tournament this year. Like he's really good. He fell apart the other day, but he, you see him like, God, he fucking, he's tall. He, he's going to be a pro, you know? And it's like they NIL him. Like it's they just, NIL him. Yeah. Remember, I think NIL. you used to be able to get your own gear. In golf, yeah. You yeah. Could be, but it was like, you know, before like NIL. Taylor May could take care of you or whatever. Yeah, now yeah, I yeah. can legitimately like pay you, you know? Well, did you see the story? Louisville has that uh, women's basketball player. Um, I want to say Haley Van Dyke. I don't think it's Van Dyke. It's like, but anyway, she just went in the portal. And people are like, well, the one thing is she's an Adidas athlete, so she's probably only going to going to go to Adidas school. She has an Adidas NIL deal. Pretty incredible if you are Adidas's biggest school, right? Adidas would want to just put her there. Yeah, uh, that's a whole other dynamic. I mean, there's always kind of been that dynamic in college basketball. Oh uh, well, you know, we for the AU. Yeah, yeah, that's always kind of been a thing. But now it's just out there. It's just like a th- it's just it's just you it. need to hide it. Yeah, it's if you're cool. a Jordan brand kid, like. Well, where are you going to go? UCLA, Michigan, North Carolina, right? Yeah, I mean, follow the money. So, uh, speaking of money, guy. Yeah, we got the highest ticket price, and you know we love a good ticket price to mm-hmm. uh, to hammer home our agendas and biases. And luckily, <laughs> you know, for the 49ers, if it, it worked, and the Raiders, you know, the Ra- gotta give Mark Davis credit. They've they've had high ticket prices. Now, I think a lot of that is you know, outside traffic, but that's another conversation. The highest round one ticket by a wide margin, Golden One Sacramento Saturday night. What's it up to now? The get-in price, when I saw yesterday, recording this on Thursday, was over $450. The get-in price. I mean, so you're talking shittiest seat. Right. You've been there. I mean, I I set went one time, I was really high. It is not a terrible seat in the house, but there are not great seats. Not know, a seat you not. feel good about spending four fifty on, right? Like when you you're probably not going by deck, yourself, right? So you're spending a thousand bucks. Exactly. When you sit in the upper deck, it's always about the relativity of like, oh yeah, I'd sit up here for nine dollars, but I wouldn't sit up here for three hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. Uh. It's yeah, man. More, it's more expensive as of right now than the Chase tickets. Wow. I I have a theory. Okay. One of my great regrets is when I got the Walnut Creek condo. Now, this wouldn't have made that much logical sense then, but it would have made a lot more sense as time went on. I would have been better off giving the the money I bought that condo for, which I could sell right now for maybe 100000 more. Condos do not appreciate like homes. Going to Sacramento and buying, you know, $500,000 home that would have been worth like one four now. Maybe not today, but like, you know, six months ago or whatever. And a big reason for that 
is a shitload of people in San Jose to San Francisco to the East Bay, sold their houses for a shitload of money and went to sack for a bigger fucking home for yeah. cheaper. Yeah. I'm not trying to diminish. This is not like a Raider King's take here, but I do think a and listen, anyone that listens like to this in Sacramento has really benefited from this in terms of your home price and your value because the money flowed there from northern from the bay. That I do think there are just a lot of Warrior fans. And just basketball, I would say, in general, you kind of follow players and trends. I mean, the Warriors have been one of the sexier. They've been like a fucking Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan of like sports for like a half decade. Yes, so and Sacramento is very close. Even if you're born, even if you're a 15 year old in sack, the chances that you probably like the Warriors might not be that low, right? Well, they're, you don't get their local games, but they're on, you know, they're blacked out, but you get all their national games and they're on national TV all the time and in the playoffs all the time. So I was texting with someone the other day. I'm like, well, obviously Sacramento starved. I mean, literally the most starved franchise in pro sports, right? The Mariners broke that streak last year. The Kings led it. Until- Lost in two games and it was over. Yeah. <laughs> Mariners were two and done. They got, oh, no, three. They got one home game. So the Kings, the Kings broke that streak. Now it's on the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, we think. So clearly they're starved. But I do think there is... There's a decent amount of people that like, wait, I can go to this game. Because relatively speaking, historically, like Kevin Durant, some of these chase tickets, it's not that crazy. If you're, especially if you've kind of still, you know, fudging the books and getting Bay Area wages in the 916, right? So you're still, you know, <laughs> saving some money, yeah, yeah, some yeah. more money. Yeah. So you're saying there's going to be local Warrior fans you think are buying up tickets, driving up the price. Yeah, who essentially might have lived in San Jose or San Ramon for the last 25 years. They're like, oh my God, lives, I get this. I can get in for only $450. Who now lives in Folsom or El Grove. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, that's a great theory. I think you're onto something. Because what was the reason, like, when the, when the Niners-Rams thing happened, it wasn't just everyone picked up their bags and drove down there, though that impacted it. It was the percentage of 49er fans that live in the greater LA area, right? Right. right. So yeah. I, I just think that we'd be naive to not acknowledge that it was a fact because, listen, my family still lives in Davis. They do a bunch of business in SAC. Like a bunch of people moved from North, you know, the greater Bay Area to Sacramento. Right, right. In masses. Yeah. And I, I think you so. Know, you're saying it, the Kings, when we flip the sucker on Saturday night, are not going to be getting the home court advantage they're hoping for. Yeah, I'm not expecting like that experience of the Niner Rams thing, the two those two games, right? <laughs> but I, I do think it'll be less like, you know, historically, right? You turn on an NBA playoff game, like yeah, the majority of our just, life, it is just like OKC, war zone. Yeah, but even like Chicago, New York, yeah. the Lakers, Boston, the, the Warriors, like it's a home court. This one's going to be interesting. I just got I saw, my I got my eye open. No, that's good. I saw a clip on Twitter today of Marcus Thompson with Andy and Sam on Light Years, and he made this. He was being serious, but like kind of being funny and kind of talking shit, but just being funny. He's like, I can't wait for Warriors fans to start chanting "Light the Beam" after they beat the Kings. I was like, Oh God, it like it is going to be. If you get that, it will be. It's talking like after zone. game one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna be there? A beam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that's, I didn't even thought about when you get a good, NBA, like, there is for all the stuff we've talked about over the years, 
There is a good, just fucking angry NBA postseason game is pretty incredible. Yeah, I feel like we don't get any really angry, that many angry baseball games like we used to. You know, football games, obviously, the rivalry, it's a very physical sport. You still get it. But a good, like, because it's seven-game series, so, like, you just wear each other out over time. You know, just just start talking shit, and you just... And this one's got so much already pent up in it. Did you watch the Laker game the other night? Uh, I watched the end. Yeah, I, like, turned it on, saw it, and then, like, oh, I'll come back for the end, and I watched the end. It was fantastic. Oh, because there, there was... the foul? The end of regulation? Well, the, yeah, the, the calls were pretty hit or miss, but the the, the edge... Like the reason, and listen, people are like middle class. You're an NBA hater. No, like I grew up in the NBA where I felt like that was the majority of the season. Like I didn't need to get a play-in game or a playoff game to get an edge. The playoffs were just up another level from yeah. the craziness of the six months. And now no one gives a flying, you know what, about six months. So if you're at, if the players don't care, I don't care. Well, the Laker game was fantastic, and I I think this it's going to be. It's fun. Like I, if you told me the Warriors, like the Kings had continued to suck and they're just playing the Clippers, like I don't know if I'd care that much. Like in the first round, it's you know, not. I, this is uh, or Denver or you. you know this is it, even, I think even this Phoenix is with KD. Yeah, this or the Lakers is as good as it could get. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was rooting for the Lakers the other day just because I think it's better for that if if they're in the playoffs, right? People like rooting for LeBron. People like rooting against LeBron. It's just it's better. I think we had an opportunity that. If the Warriors win, who I mean, guy, I don't talk to a Kings fan. He's like, listen, we get we get this to six. It's a remarkable season. Let me see what Dan Haberman thinks because he's a he's been a long time believer in the Kings. Like I, I I don't think there is no one with a straight face. You know, like uh, I'm trying to think of an example. Like you wouldn't pick the Lakers series, for example. Like you gonna have some people picking the Lakers, some people picking Memphis. Not crazy. I don't think there's a human being who's not quote unquote either like a fan or truly trolling that's just not gonna pick the Warriors. I just think they're gonna be universal, like it'd be like the Chiefs are playing someone in the first round that's yeah. like if they could like, if the Chiefs could have played like the Giants. I know they ended up playing the Jags. Like there might have been one person picking the Jags, but no one actually believed it. That's what I think this is. So it's just the moment if the Kings could win a game, it gets really interesting really fast. That's the key. To me, they got to if they win Saturday night, then it's just a very fascinating series. Yes, yes, and it ups the to me. Then the crowd for Game Two is only going to be more antagonistic. You know, if you get Game One and you're not walking in kind of humble or desperate or just happy, you know, you start you go from thinking like we're just happy to be here to like we're gonna we're gonna knock off the champs real fast, and that would make for a great Game Two. I texted someone yesterday who's around the NBA, goes to games in with a player unbiased not doesn't care about either team and i said who what do you think king's got a chance to sweep warriors there's gonna be a lot of that which means that if they win one like you get the kings us against the world thing also x factor maybe mike brown knows you know it was tim or marcus was tweeting like you know steph has won like 22 of the 28 series he's played in or something ridiculous but you know they are there. There is some X factor here with the guy that's coaching one of the teams was just on the other coaching staff. That's got to be worth something for teams that are not in the same city, like the Knicks or the Jets and the Giants or the Knicks and the Brunettes or whatever. Right? It's pretty unique how close they are. Like it's no matter how rich you are, like as a team, you don't fly there. Right? It's that close. 
right? You wouldn't charter a jet from yeah, San yeah. Francisco. Like you would just take the bus, you know, 45, 50 minutes. I guess a little longer, I think, in Davis, but just across the causeway. It's you bus. Like it's that close. Yeah. Joe could probably, you know, private jet from Palo Alto. Copter. Get Gavin private jets have always been exact, <laughs> but th- this, the Warriors will bust. Dan Haberman is weighed in, John. Let the Kings know somebody believes. I cannot not pick the Kings. <laughs> so there you go. This is their year to quote my dad for the last 15 years. So <laughs> Steph sprains ankle. Thompson gets COVID. Kings in six. <laughs> Which, you know, it's like the Warriors have gone, have not had crazy things happen to them in the postseason before. Well, that is what happens in football, or excuse me, basketball. It doesn't happen as much in baseball. It can't really happen in football unless the guy gets hurt in that individual game. But in basketball, like a guy can just get hurt in game three, and it's like, shit, is he going to miss the rest of the series? Right? I mean, it's it's not like just a one-game situation. Right. Right? I mean, it's, all of a sudden, you roll an ankle in game four. How many times in the Warriors' run have there been – close your eyes and think about, like, the visuals of, like, Steph or Clay running in the tunnel trying to, like, you know, kind of, like, work it out. Steph, handy. multiple injuries, right? Clay, multiple injuries. Clay, KD. Remember when Clay, I forget the series, got an elbow to the forehead and bled like he was a UFC yeah. fighter? Is that an OKC series, maybe? No. Might have been Houston. Blood <laughs> Houston, everywhere. Yeah, maybe it was Houston. Everywhere. I mean, it's the Warriors. Iguodala back when he was playing got hurt a lot. You know, who's that? Iguodala pre now he's legitimately always injured, but like back when he actually played, he got injured some random injuries. Yeah, things have not. I mean, the Warriors have not just won championships; they've been a part of some of the craziest plot twists in postseason in the last. I mean, and then you add to it Draymond getting suspended for a game (laughs) in the finals. Uh, Just crazy. I think there are, you know, from a betting standpoint, if the Kings were to pull this upset, it'd be viewed as one of the biggest upsets of all time. I don't necessarily agree with that, right? Because they were actually pretty good, and they had home court. To me, like, a, an enormous all-time upset is, like, the 8-1. It's hard, like, I, it'll be talked about like that, and I know because of the players, but can you be the biggest upset of all time when you're the 3-6? I, I mean, well, the gambling line is a big part of it, right? Speaks for itself. And I also think the historicals matter. Like what what you do next. Like if the Kings would go on to win the West, or if the Kings next year are the one seed. Remember when the Warriors almost knocked off the um, the uh, uh, Nuggets, right? No, they beat the Nuggets. They almost beat the Spurs. That's right. Thank you. It felt like they're coming. Like I remember talking. Like it's their like they're next. Their time is next. Steph's time is next. But partly what happened was they went on and did it. And so in hindsight, it like it all lined up. But if the Kings were to do it and then next year be the seven seed, I think in hindsight, it would make it look like a massive upset. If the Kings were to do it and then lose in the next round, I think that would make it look like a big upset. If the Kings do it and then win the West and then next year they're a top three seed in the next four years, then it would just look like the natural one team passing another team. But I think in the moment, if... Like part of it is the series. Like if everyone, if all the Warriors are healthy for the series, like you know, Wiggins is back, Johnny's fresh, fresh legs. He hasn't played since February. Like I, I don't know. I, I think it'd be. I think it's pretty massive. I, to me, you have to like think about what does it feel like right now. 
And it feels like, yes, the Warriors could win the West, and nobody is picking the Kings to do that, right? No. So from that standpoint, by the way, Giants took two or three from the Dodgers. So, Giants Oh, I'm sorry. They were up 3 nothing after two and then lost 10-5. to five. Never mind. <laughs> Scratch that. We can save that for another time, though. Well, no, really quick. Oh, okay. I looked up yesterday Muncie, who feels like uh, Babe Ruth against the Giants. I know. I listen, rooted for the Giants my whole life. I I, I met Logan Webb. He was cool. Like I, I whenever I see he's Hunter Bishop get well soon. Yeah, hope he does well. You know, Conforto, root for that guy to hit some home runs. Jock Peterson, Bear, you know, Northern California, Devontae Adams teammate, root for him to have success. As long as Gabe Kapler's the manager, I actively root against them. Like I there's not a guy, there's not a human being like for example, politically, this is not a political cop podcast, but the reason I hate Gavin Newsom is not ne- even necessarily his politics. It's just that everything he says, I truly believe to my core. He doesn't get, he doesn't actually believe any of it. It's all irrelevant. He just say whatever the fuck he has to say, anything for it to move forward and get where he wants to go. And that's the, a lot of politicians, especially on one side. But I believe when I watch Gabe Kapler talk, it's like, I don't even know if he believes the majority of the shit he's saying. He reminds me a lot of that. It's all just has to say whatever he's got to say. And different from Gavin, because Gavin's like trying to like where the where things are headed to get votes or whatever. Gabe's more to be likable. Like he he thinks he's saying it's just all just You don't think cringe. it's real, what you're saying. Yeah. I think he's completely it just <clears throat> makes me cringe. He makes me cringe. His problem is he's he's got a division with two of the best teams in baseball, too. His team stinks. We're five years in. I Theo Epstein was on Russillo's podcast today. It was really good. I don't know if you listened to it. Yeah, I did when I was barbecuing. It was really good. And uh, I was listening like, God, you know, Theo said when he took over the Cubs, he said it's a five-year plan. And then on the anniversary of his hiring was game one of the World Series, year five. Well, this is year five for Farhan's group, you know. And there, it just has not, it's obviously not gone the same way. And you mentioned to me, you're like, the problem is they're old. I had looked it up this morning. Their youngest player is twenty, almost 26 years old, Blake Sable. He's not a prospect. He's like a Rule 5 guy. Yeah. You know, when you look at the the, the Dodgers and the Padres have done it two different ways. When you look at their rosters, the, the Dodgers are like 19 guys on their roster are homegrown, and then they've added Mookie and whatever. And I think the Padres are like six of their guys are homegrown. But the guys they've added are just – I don't think they have a drafted player and they're starting nine, the Padres – but their lineup is just outrageous, right? They've just gone all, we're just going to fucking, we'll just get them all basically. (laughs) So there's nowhere to put them. And then the Dodgers are, the Dodgers are actually less homegrown right now than they should be because Gavin Lux got hurt. They drafted him. Um, But they are stacked with like, they developed, they they are just stacked with talent. When you watch those two teams play baseball, you're like, look at these guys. Two of the most, the Padres, watching the Padres play baseball is just incredible. Their lineup is just ridiculous. And obviously the Dodgers are just killer. The funny thing is, John, the Giants right now, I looked second in baseball in home runs. So, like, right now the Diamondbacks are the leaders in the in the NL West. I can see the Giants sneaky kind of annoying you because they might kind of hang around. Well, here's where I would push back. You know, Bali Sports, which all I read on the internet was just disappeared, yet the Suns are carried by Bali Sports. Maybe they kept the brands that kept working. I, yeah, I'm not well, exactly and sure. Bally's is just the sponsor. It's actually... 
Diamond Sports Group or whatever it is? Yeah, it's hard for me to keep up. Like I'm, I, I'm a little confused by the yeah, way it's that confusing all works out. because Bally's isn't the company; they're the sponsor of. But I've thrown on uh, when the Diamondbacks were playing the Dodgers. Yeah, and just from a movement standpoint, just scouting athlete movement. Okay, you would just the Diamondbacks are bringing more to the table of just some. They're, they're, it feels like their arrow of just younger athletes. Yeah, they're younger. The, the Giants are like ultimately Farhan went all in on Gabe Kapler, which I, I thought was a beyond a mistake. But ultimately, his undoing is going to be the, the talent on the team. Well, yeah, the manager can only do so, right? It's yeah. not. It's a, it's been looking, a, it feels like it's training toward a disaster, guy. The the Diamondbacks have a first. They have two first rounders and a second rounder that they drafted in their lineup right now. I clicked on this Instagram in the last of Eric, five years of Eric Burns last night, and he was watching the game no live with, with Will with Will Clark. Yeah, no filter network. And Will had he had fucking painted his face, and Will was just <laughs> looked like he had about seven cocktails. <laughs> and so I just started googling Will Clark because yeah. Will to me like ninety three when he left the Giants. Signs with the Rangers in 94. Like, that's when I was like 10. So I, I'm really more Barry Bonds, Matt Williams moving forward right then. Like right, Steve right. Young, Jerry Rice right then. Like, I, I don't view Joe Montana, Will Clark. It's a little before. You don't remember like, them. Our line, right? Yeah. I kind of came in early, like mid-90s is when I remember everything moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Will left, and the Giants, they decided not to sign him. He got, at the time, like five years, 30 million, which I was laying in bed last night thinking like, five years, 30 million in 93 or 94? Is that the equivalent of like, 180, right? I mean, that's got to be a shitload of money. <laughs> but they had Matt Williams, Barry Bonds, and Will Clark, and they let Will walk. But just think about, like, for a moment, like, that was kind of... And then to go from Barry to to had Matt for a while, and then they get Jeff Kent. Like, they just had star power. And then in our life, right, with Tim and Kane, like, this is... And this is what the Niners always do. And this is obviously the Warriors. This ain't like the little engine that could... And it's not, you know, we've always talked about how Northern California is different from L.A. I think they have a lot in common in terms of, like, the Kobe Ch- Shaq, the Steph, the fucking yeah, the Dodger star stars. players, the Giants. We don't give a fuck about your random players, especially if you're going to be kind of boring. That place is going to be so goddamn empty this summer that people are going to get pissed off and people are going to get fired. I, I actually, I listened to Theo Epstein thinking, Theo wants to come back. I try and hire Theo. Now, Theo does the same kind of thing, but I think having a star, Bochi's gone. Bochi was a star. Not that you're buying tickets for Bochi necessarily, but there was just one person that everybody can identify with. And right now, the Giants don't really have that, right? They were smart. Carlos Rodon, who the Yankees signed, paid a bunch of money to, is hurt. I would have liked for the Giants to re- But he's not – Carlos Rodon is not what we're talking about here, right? We're talking about Aaron Judge. We're talking about that level of t- star, and they just don't have it. But they're not getting that. Like we have. We That's have why I'd new- go to Theo. I think Theo would be that level. Like Theo is. It'd be a big deal to get Theo. Well, I think we know for a fact you, you're not getting Judge or Harper anymore. So you need to get your posies. And, and this guy can't. Right. No, they they haven't. Um, Judge keep hitting bombs. I haven't really paid attention. Uh, yeah, Yankees. Yankees lead baseball in homers. At least the American League. Yeah, he he was he was smart not to make that jump. Well, he was never, I told you, no, he was never doing it. You don't leave the fucking Yankees. <laughs> you don't leave the Yankees. All right. And he, did, and he didn't. And, and he did. adapted to the Yankees. He and he never was going to. He just did that fake video at the hotel. Oh, and by the way, we do have a mailbag out. 
This week it's on YouTube, so go check out the mailbag on YouTube. You'll see it under the uh, video headline with the Niners draft, Jake Hayner. That's one of the questions. Then we get to some other stuff as well, uh, including our reaction to that JT O'Sullivan video that some of you asked us about. If you want to get in the mailbag, Apple Podcast, if you're listening to this there, leave a review and just leave a question. Or if you don't have Apple Podcast, that's okay. We're also going to be using the uh, email, which we never use historically, promo code ham at gmail.com. Promo code ham at gmail.com. You can send uh, mailbag questions there as well. Anything else? Like. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I'm torn. You know, I, I enjoy what I, I, I'm going to, I'm rooting for the Warriors because I just like watching Steph more than Kings, but I, I'm rooting for the Kings to be feisty here. I want it to be fight. My, my dad is now, now I opened Pandora's box. Kings have been unusually healthy this year. Trend will continue. <laughs> All right. He'll be listening to this and texting me about it later, I'm sure. <laughs>